Hey, moms and grandmoms. This Moms Together podcast is designed just for you, a busy mom or grandmom. All the Moms Together topics are relevant to today's family. Current parenting information and trends will be discussed. You'll receive a word of encouragement and we will share a laugh and be blessed by a heartfelt prayer. We're Lori Wildenberg and Heather Riggleman, and our families are made up of littles to young adults. Together with our mom team, we host Moms Together on Facebook, and we're closing in on 20,000 moms, and now it's time to grow our community through a podcast. Many of us question how to navigate motherhood because life is messy and the struggle is real. So join us as we discuss subjects that are close to your mom or grandmom heart. Let's do this mom life together because we are better together. Welcome back to the Moms Together podcast. Uh, Be sure to catch episode number four where we discuss uh, the mixed messages the culture sends our children and how we can solidify our children's identities in God. We're so happy that you're joining us today for a little bit of enrichment. I'm here with my wonderful friend and co-host Lori Wildenberg. Today we're talking about several ways to curb the big bad mad. And we aren't just talking about kids. We're actually talking about our own emotions as moms and grandmoms. I have three kids. Their ages are 20, 13, and 11, and I can't believe the raw emotions that, ri- that seem to rise out of me, like out of nowhere. Um, I'm pretty sure at this point that the toddler years were easier for me because it's, it seemed it was like really easy to identify um, why they were having the meltdowns and, you know, why are they were, you know, portraying certain behaviors and to think this too shall pass. However, the other night I had a full-on meltdown. And I actually had to excuse myself from the room because I recognized that I was the one that was feeling out of control. Um, It was about a school issued iPad. So we, so in our home, we have strict rules um, about, about devices. So after school, there are no devices except for homework. So all the, all the devices are uh, docked at the charging station in our room. And so while our kiddo would tell me that he would have homework and then he would sneak the iPad to his room and play games. And of course, for me, I'm a busy mom. I'm busy with the other kids with their homework, prepping supper. And once I realized that this kiddo, you know, had his iPad, I was super irritated. And then I felt fooled, you know, like that that he'd fooled me, that he was taking advantage of me and being disrespectful. And I'm thinking this kid knows better. Um, He knows what it is that I said to him. And I feel I felt like he was just really trying to take advantage of the whole situation. And I just had this sudden onset of anger and I had to excuse myself in the situation before I said some really poor choice words that I really wanted to say (laughs) is the best way to, is the best way to put it. Wow. You know, our kids, I tell you, I remember thinking um, before we had kids that Mm -hmm. uh, I really didn't have much of a temper and then then we had children and I found it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I do believe that there is, um, we're passionate about our kids. Mm-hmm. We're passionate in loving ways and we're passionate when things don't go the way that we would expect them to go. And mm-hmm. we're going to have a, we're going to have big emotions wrapped around our kids because we love them so big. And I think there's like a, a misconception out there um, in fact, I was just speaking to a MOPS group um, yesterday, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. and it's a, a group that I, I, they invite me back every single year. And um, 
one of the moms came up to me who I happen to know fairly well, not just because I've been invited back every year, but also because um, we've done a little parent coaching together. And she came up to me and she said, you know, um, I almost didn't join MOPS. I heard about MOPS, but I almost didn't join because I thought everybody was a really good, like, Christian person and Christians don't get mad and don't get frustrated with their kids and how would I ever relate to these perfect moms. And she said, and the, the first day she came as a guest to MOPS, um, I was speaking on anger, on this big, bad, mad. <laughs> she goes, oh, well, I guess that's a group I can join. So, <laughs> so we need to be honest, and mm -hmm. we do have anger. We all do. We're, we're human. And um, Heather, you and I have talked about this before, that this is a God-given emotion. And mm -hmm. anger in, in and of itself is not a bad thing. In fact, it's a really good way to identify that we have a problem. You know, <laughs> there is a problem here. And that, that's where anger needs to stay as a problem identifier versus a problem solver. Mm -hmm. uh, anger will never solve a problem. It will only, you know, scripture tells us that, um, you know, a harsh word stirs up wrath and a gentle answer turns it away, right? So mm -hmm. we're not ever going to get anywhere if we're going to respond in anger. We will never get to the solution side of the problem. So yeah, we can have our anger, but our anger can just be something that tells us, hey, we got a problem. Now it's time to solve it. So I'm, I'm really glad we're talking about this because um, we, we do need to talk about it. And, you know, the bigger our voice, the louder our voice, honestly, the less our kids are hearing us. So um, that's completely true. I was just, you know, hopefully I explained the situation well enough. It's just, I was just really taken aback by the fact that I had such intense emotions over yeah. something that is just, you know, honestly, when you think about the big scheme of things and how we're trying to parent our kids, it's, this is not a big deal at all. Is it something that we need to address about like obedience and, and not, you know, you know, taking advantage of the situation you bet. But the thing is he's, you know, the kid's 13, <laughs> you know, he's 13. I'm 38. You've got a few years on me, you know? Yeah. Well that, you know, that makes me think of, um, one <laughs> way, honestly, yeah. that we can kind of talk about what, what to do with, this mad that we feel rising up in us toward our kiddos. I mean, to remember, you know, our kids are going to think, talk, and reason like kids. And, and we want to avoid thinking and talking and reasoning like kids as well. We want to think, talk, and reason like an adult. And so it might even help, you know, in, in situations where, Let's say that the mama's got a three-year-old and this three-year-old is going to be mm -hmm. having a tantrum and that's really getting under her skin or the 13-year-old who is kind of working the system, knowing exactly. that you're busy and- There's the words that, it, yep. Mm -hmm. Right? So what do we do? Well, maybe first off, just to kind of help us come down from our frustration is to mm -hmm. say, okay, this kiddo is three years old. This kiddo is 13 years old. So mm. I am, you know, fill in the blank, however, whatever your age is. So I'm going to handle this frustrating situation that is making me angry, but I'm going to handle it in a way where I can get to the solution side of the problem. Mm. I'm going to be the adult 
my 13 year old gets to be the 13 year old and my three year old gets to be three. I love that. That's one of the tips because you've actually written like quite a few blog posts about anger, emotion and power struggles. And so that's actually one of the tips that you share um, is to remind yourself and then say aloud, my child is 13 years old. And I thought that was, it seems like it's so simple, but at the same time, it's very profound because like when you're in the heat of the moment and you're able to, and you're, and you're empowering yourself with these tips and you sit there and think my child is 13, that kind of just gives you a chance to pause and let those emotions, you know, come down a little bit. Yeah. I think, I think it gets us a little bit more to the logical side of the brain. Um, and moving away somewhat from that emotion when we think logically like, okay, this kid's 13. Mm -hmm. That puts it in a different place in my head. You know, we're not talking to a peer. Mm -hmm. so exactly. I think that's actually pretty, pretty helpful. At least it has been for me. And yes, I have written a lot on anger. <laughs> huh. I wonder about that. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I, I do think we want to be careful because so many times we're like, oh my gosh, I handled that so badly. I got so mad. And we replay and right, replay right. and replay that interaction in our brain. And we like, okay, I won the worst mom award of the year today. And then we tell everyone how we were the worst mom of the day. Right? We do. We solidify it in our minds. I mean, because I was just thinking about that situation and I was telling you about that. I was just like, I feel like the worst mom ever. I feel like I'm constantly losing it. Like, just, just hand that award to me. There's, I mean, there's no point in even trying at this point, you know? Yeah. And, and we do that. And what we're doing is we're practicing the thing we'd really like to extinguish. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I have done it badly, which has been plenty, Right. But God always gives you a chance to practice again, as we all know, if we have children or young adults or very well, you know, we, we will get another chance to practice. So why not replay the thing in your brain of how you're going to do it differently the next time so that you can create a different connection in your own brain. So mm -hmm. when the situation, a similar situation arises again, because boy, oh boy, it is bound to then you can handle it differently because you've already been practicing. Mm -hmm. But if we practice the thing that we did wrong, we are bound to use that as our default mode for sure. So well, definitely. Cause you start to, instead of, um, because like psychologists actually use that in counseling, you know, quite a bit of time in terms of like whether or not it's like a marriage issue or relationships, or if it's like PTSD, it's all about, replaying that situation and then replaying it in a positive light. Like how could you have handled this differently? And in the future, how do you think you can handle this? So I think that's yeah. actually another, you know, really profound tip. That's, you know, really simple that moms can use and gra and grandmoms. Yeah. And kind of related to that is our self-talk like, Oh mm -hmm. man, I've got the worst temper in the world. Right. Um, and, and we can say these things and then we're going to start to believe it. And then we're going to actually have it. So, mm -hmm. What we could say instead is I'm the adult here and I can choose to respond with kindness mm -hmm. and respect um, in this situation. I can still, and that's the way I actually am going to get to the solution side of the problem. Gotcha. I can choose this. I can be this person and we can be. Um, a lot of times there's a, 
you know, there's sort of a philosophy that's going around now where, well, that's just who I am, right? And Yeah, yeah, I've noticed you know, that. Well, you know what? Yes, but God doesn't leave us that way. And we are supposed to look a little more like Jesus and a little less like ourselves. So mm-hmm. let's practice doing better with the people that we love and who live under our roof, right? We, we want to do better. And when we do better, the family does better. The kids interact better. Well, I think you said something, you know, really interesting there, because it's one of the things that my, my pastor constantly reminded me of when I first um, decided to follow Jesus, that um, God loved me enough to not leave me where I was at. So he loved me for who I was in that moment, but he wasn't going to leave me there. And that's the same thing with our kids. So it doesn't matter what the situation is. We can continue to move forward because that's not who our child is. And that's not who we are in the heat of the moment. And I think that's hard to remember because a lot of people, especially like myself, I'm a feeler. Like I feel my emotions and it just, it gets everywhere. And like what you were saying, we have to be able to take a step back and get to the logical side of, mm-hmm. of the moment of the situation. That's, oh my gosh. Yes. And that's why we need what I call a rage interrupter. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> right? What is that? Tell me, oh tell me what my that gosh. is because I need one. <laughs> I can tell you we need that because we respond with our emotion and mm-hmm. that's where we're at and we have to get to the logic side of our brain so that we can do the problem solving. And the way to do that is, first of all, you've got to put, those, put the brakes on the mama mad. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know about you, but I can kind of feel it rising up within me. Can you mm-hmm. feel it like that? I do. I mean, yeah. Some people can like, they've, uh, it's a physical sensation and it can happen pretty fast. So you have to have something that can stop the big, bad mama mad quickly, something mm-hmm. you can use quickly um, and to stop the rage. And here's Here's some things that um, some people have shared with me after I've told them to that it might help to develop a rage interrupter. So one <laughs> one dad told me that he bites his finger. That's the, pa- <laughs> the pain stops him. That's a good idea. <laughs> All right, he needs a little bit of pain to stop mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, another person has told me that they uh, they use scripture okay. and. Um, and uh, actually, my co-author of Raising Little Kids with Big Love and Raising Big Kids with Supernatural Love, uh, Becky Danielson, she uses the rage interrupter saying, love is patient, love is kind. Now, for me, okay. um, scripture doesn't pop into my head when I'm feeling mad. So that one won't work <laughs> for me, yeah. but it works for her. And that's good. So for me, what I do is I need to find a sense of humor in the situation. And that moves me to a different place in my brain. Now, I'm not talking mocking, and yeah. I'm not talking making fun. Mm-hmm. I, what I do is I close my eyes, and I picture myself doing a silent scream. And I'm not silent screaming in front of anyone. That would be mocking, okay? <laughs> but I True. close my eyes, and I picture that. And then I can have a – because I see how ridiculous it is. Mm-hmm. So I can have a little sense of humor at my own expense. Now gotcha. I'm not making fun of my kids, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm none of those things. I would never recommend any of that. No, it's it's shaming. Exactly. I'm just trying to adjust mm-hmm. my own mood. And when I can have a little bit of a sense of humor about something, 
because that's what works for me, then I'm able to get to that logic side of the brain and say, hey, you know, we've got a problem to solve here because I'm feeling pretty angry and that anger is telling me that this isn't working out very well. We've got to figure out another way. And when we can do that, that can change the tone of everything. Mm -hmm. And then our kids, okay, our kids aren't in charge then, but the second we start to lose control, they feel as though they are in control of our emotions and the situation. And Mm -hmm. dang it, you know, they don't get to do that, right? We get to be the adult. And they will run with it too. Yeah. They will run with it too. And it's, it's, it's disheartening to, to lose, uh, you know, your temper in front of your kids because I mean, and it's also like a good lesson too, because like it, it teaches that you can go back to your children and set the example of asking for forgiveness and saying, yeah, that was a very poor excuse of behavior. And I don't want you to be modeling that. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, we're all going to make mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. So none of us are going to do this this well. And, you know, I've had situations where I've been really frustrated and stressed mm-hmm. and I have responded in big anger. And you know what? That leaves you feeling horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you walk away from that situation and it's like almost sick to your stomach. Mm-hmm. And we can do it differently and, and we can solve these problems and we are going to be having, we will have things that make us angry in a family because nobody's exactly the same. Mm -hmm. So, and we have kids who are learning and trying things out. So, well, and one of the things, one of the things my daughter told me the other day, my, my 20 year old is that um, the biggest voice that's in her head at this point, because she's off in college and, and, and that sort of thing, the biggest voice in her head is my voice. And so we like to joke that she's got secondary PTSD because she's the firstborn. And then she's also on the spectrum. She has Asperger's, which is actually underneath autism now. And so, you know, I was really scared for her and she always took my words very literally. And so the biggest voice in her head were, uh, you know, were my emotions or any of the situations that we had. And so, um, that's something that I want to remember, you know, as, as I'm raising the other two is that I, the voice that I want to, to leave in their heads, I want, I want to be encouraging. I want it to be full of wisdom. Um, I want them to remember that I'm not perfect. That's, that's the voice that I want in their head. Not, yeah. not the one where I'm raging at them just because right. I like to joke that I'm Irish, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just, yes, it's not acceptable. It's really not. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll make mistakes and, mm-hmm. We need to be able to forgive ourselves and ask for forgiveness. That's another good thing to model as well. Mm-hmm. So it's never going to be perfect, but it can always get better. And I, I think that if we can, you know, change our self-talk and change how we um, mm-hmm. interact and be prepared that way and develop a rage interrupter and think about getting to the solution side rather than just emitting a big emotion, mm-hmm. um, it's going to benefit everybody. So, but again, you know, and we'll do it wrong. You know, we will. So we, we ask for forgiveness and it's okay. You shared some fantastic tips today. So I will, I will let you know, um, what rage interrupter I come up with. So I, oh, will, I will report back with that in the next couple of weeks here, but <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your, you know, your wisdom and your tips today. And so if parents, um, want to be able to review more of the tips that you have on anger, they can go to lauriwildenberg.com. Is that correct? 
Yes. Okay. And then we'll, yep. we'll list the links, um, I think, like in our episode notes as well. And then let's, let's go ahead and close today um, with the scripture. Um, the one that comes to mind is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. And it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. And it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. So Lori, will you close us in prayer today? Oh, I'd be glad to. Father, um, help us to remember that uh, anger is an emotion that you have given us. And it's not a weapon. It mm -hmm. is an indicator that something is wrong. And help us move from the big emotion that we feel to the solution side of the problem. Help us to, even in our frustration and in our anger, to respond in a way that brings you honor and glory. Thank you for this time, Lord, and be with each of the mamas listening. And mm -hmm. um, Father, I pray that you nudge each one to develop a rage interrupter. And thank you. Thank you for this time, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, mamas. Thanks for joining us today. We pray that this podcast encouraged you. Did you know that we hang out on Instagram and Facebook? If you'd like to directly connect with us, join our Moms Together Facebook group because we would love to get to know you. And remember, we are moms together because we are better together.